Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm your host, Logan Volandi, and welcome back to another episode of Finding Your Voice, the show where we discuss all things voice acting and what it takes to be a voice actor. Uh, we always enjoy uh, playing video games and watching cartoons, but we never appreciate or seem to notice the talent behind the scenes. The amount of work voice actors put into these games and cartoons is astounding. My guest today is Debbie Derryberry. Debbie is well known for her voice acting roles in Crash Bandicoot, where she voices Coco Bandicoot, uh, Final Fantasy X and X2, where she voices Faith, and Jimmy Neutron, where she voices Jimmy Neutron. Uh, Debbie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It really means a lot. Oh, Logan, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for asking me. I get asked a lot and I have to pick and choose. So I'm happy to be here with you. Thank you. Um, so I always ask my guests uh, this question, uh, but what got you into voice acting? Well, I actually, um, when I was in college, I was a pre-med and I've always been singing with my guitar and writing songs. And I've always done stage acting and uh, sort of, since I was a kid, didn't really think of it as a job or a way to make a living. But when it when I finished college and I knew it was come to, came time to make a decision, did I really want to go to medical school? No, I wanted to sing. So I moved to Nashville and started singing, but the only jobs I got were pretty much singing like a kid. I um, was grown up, but I couldn't sing like a grown up. And somebody thought, well, what about voiceover? And um, a lot of details that I won't cover, but I moved back to Los Angeles, signed with a voiceover agent, and I didn't even know it was a thing, and started auditioning for voice acting. That was, you know, back before cell phones when we would go to the agent's office and they'd record us. Um, that was a really long time ago. And now, I don't know, I just started booking after two weeks and in my career, that's what I've been doing for the last 30 years is voiceover. I love it, it lets me think. Uh, Jimmy Neutron lets me say big words that I would have learned from people. And um, uh, super fun. It's a lot of hard work and things have changed so much in the last 10 years. Awesome. Um, so do you remember, because um, I know it, it, it was probably a long time ago, but do you remember your first voice acting role that you've ever done? Um, I think... It was, I don't remember which it was, but it was playing a pig, a, a southern pig. And I should have written it down. Somebody told me once what it was, but um, it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, I don't remember what was my first cartoon series, but um, some of the beginning early ones were like um, Bobby's World with Howie Mandel doing Jackie, his girlfriend. And uh, the Adams family doing Wednesday Adams. And uh, oh, Peter Pan and the Pirates doing Tinkerbell's voice with Tim Curry. Um, what a mess. This show about a dog, and I was one of the family members that you only saw from the neck down. So it just was, it's just been constant. Nice. Um, so I wanted to uh, go and discuss your role in Crash Bandicoot. Um, so how was it like voicing Crash's sister, who's the talkative one, but is also like the smart one and always like uh, leads 
uh, crash around. How was it like portraying a character like uh, Coco? Well, Coco's um, a bit of a smarty pants. And, you know, when you record video games, we do it alone. Mm-hmm. So I never see Lex or anybody else, um, Lex uh, Lang, who plays uh, Vortex. But um, so, so the director gives you like the line before and kind of what's going on. But when we're recording it, we don't have the visual and the whole play experience. So we kind of own the character and say, what would this snarky, um, really smart Coco do? Now, let me backtrack a little or foretrack a little and tell you, um, the ne- I've been Coco for a long time. But mm-hmm. the next Coco, it's not me. It's somebody else doing Coco. If you can see my face, I have my fists up. No, I wish whoever it is, good luck in it, but it isn't me. I don't know why I miss Coco, but I am Coco for a lot of years. And um, I guess I can say it's fun. And uh, they kind of give me my freedom. At one point, I was supposed to curse or be mad at something. And I just said, oh, Dairy Berries, which is my last name. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome uh so uh did, did they ask you to come back for the remastered versions of the games uh some of that but some of it they lifted which lifting is uh a term they use where they use pre-recorded stuff but they pay you fresh for it so it's as if it were new but they used the existing and i did some stuff new so yeah i'm in remastered stuff awesome um so hello i'm you know the years are coming along every single year the voices just live live on from when i did them right (laughs) um so i wanted to talk a little bit about uh your role as faith in final fantasy 10 and 10 2 uh how was it like working on a game of like that massive scale back like i think uh, the game released, I think, in 2001. So how was it like working on a game that big? Um, let me see. What years did I work on it? Uh, I worked on which versions of Final Fantasy? Let's see. Um, you have it there in front of you? No. Uh, so when we start a video game or any cartoon, we don't know how big it's going to go, if it's going to tank, if it's going to do well. So, I mean, yes, it it was growing. It was nowhere as big as it is had gotten, you know. So with any project, I, I give it my all, whether it's beginning, tiny, pilot, or established. I think it's the same excitement for me and the same um, effort that I give it. And it's not really a reflection of how big the project is. I'm really glad it has so many fans and that so many people love Faith. Um, I I probably need to give Faith a little more love than I have because I've been focused on the last few years on a character named Timey for mm-hmm. Guild Wars 2. And she's been recording a lot. Um, I guess it's okay if I say that, um, but I haven't recorded Faith in decades, so 
you know, we do what we do and then it lives on and we keep going. Right. Um, do you remember much about working on that game? Did you play, did you play Final Fantasy? I did, yes. Um, I, I played it and I loved it. It was, I, I thought both, uh, both of the games, 10 and 10 2, were awesome. And I thought, um, yeah, I, I thought the storytelling was great. I thought um, the uh, gameplay was was awesome, and I, I think the the character faith was really really awesome. Anything else about her? So she, I was on Fate Ten, Final Fantasy Ten, and Ten Two. Is that right? Yes. Okay, got it. Do you remember much about working on that game? Honestly, no. <laughs> When, when we audition for the job, um, sometimes we'll go weeks, maybe months before we hear if we get it or not. And then when we get the job, we don't get to know anything about it until we go in and record it. And then we don't see hide nor hair of it again until it's released. And we're not allowed to talk about it or tell anybody that we did it until it's released. So. We get into this habit of voice actors of uh, doing it and forgetting it because mm -hmm. you're not allowed to talk about it. You know, sometimes I'll make a note, oh, this release is on this date. Go back and have a peek at it. Um, but I can't remember anything bad about it, and it was nice that it did so well, and I love saying that I'm Faith. I should play more video games, I guess. <laughs> did, <laughs> In front of my, yeah. You know, from 8 a.m. till 6.37 p.m. every day, auditioning, recording, doing business. It's a big commitment being a voice actor. It's a lot of business, Logan. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, really, it's really hard, too, because um, yeah, it's not just... Um, because what people don't know about this industry is that it's, it's more than just being able to act with your voice it's being able to find like emotion and within your voice and as well as um being able to do all other voices and that's i, I think that's what i really appreciate about voice actors because I, I think voice actors really really work hard in trying to um make everything be good for uh everyone else like, who plays games and all that. Yeah, it's a different, uh, it's a different type of acting than on camera or stage. And in, in voiceover, it, uh, video games and animation are different than commercial or promo. And it takes a different skill set. And I, I teach a lot of people voiceover, but it is um, a challenge to read your script and know what action is happening and convey that action with your voice. You know, if the line is, um, yeah, I'll be right there. If you're auditioning, you'll say, yeah, I'll be right there. But if you read further into the script, it says, I jump out of a tree, I run as fast as I can, then I fall and get up and say, I'll be right there. Then that line becomes, So you have to put in all the action that's written by the act by the writer and honor that with your voice 
And how do you do that without actually jumping, without actually falling on your face, without actually running and being out of breath? And there's tricks to all of these noises that we make, which I teach in the, when I coach people, when I teach classes, and which brings me to, um, I wanted to uh, tell you that I just came out with my second edition of VoiceOver 101, How to Succeed as a Voice Actor. For anybody that wants to get into voiceover, it's a really good place to start. Um, but it is, voice acting is completely different. You do have to act with your voice, but you have to bring the sounds that you don't, that you're not able to make. You're not also able to make these pauses. Like when you see an on-camera agent, they'll say, um, and then they'll make a weird face and a pause and say, what? Well, in voice acting, we have to go, uh, uh, <laughs> what? You have to fill that blank time, that, that nothing, with something. And give the animators who are going to draw you something to play with. And that's what separates the upper level voice actors from people who just think this is easy and fun and want to do it and I can talk funny. It's a, it's a lot more than that. Right. And, and I, I also think that voice actors, uh, they don't get enough credit for doing the work that they do, because I, I do think that, you know, uh, voice actors work really, really hard to do stuff like this. And it's not easy. And I, I, I do think that voice actors get sometimes they get under underrated at times. Well, there's things like, um, well, there were conventions. Uh, of course, I'm not going to conventions now because they don't require vaccines and mm -hmm. know who's vaccinated and who's not if I go so I'm not going and I think when I do go though I really feel appreciated and I do have a lot of fans and you know the people who love my TikTok who know I'm getting like a million views on my videos I just I, I feel the love from my fans it is nice though Logan when I go out and don't get recognized because nobody mm -hmm. knows what I look like really I mean maybe they do but not when I go out. Sometimes people will recognize me. Like it, I was at Lowe's the other day picking up, I don't know, something for the house. And somebody stopped me in the parking lot. They go, I just got your book. It's so good to see you. And I was like, how do you even know what I look like? But it was nice. <laughs> it was fun. But for the most part, the anonymity is kind of good that they don't get bombarded like on-camera actors do. And people like you you know, who I feel is a, a real fan and appreciates voice actors, that goes a long way. So I don't feel too bad. I love what I do. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so I, I wanted to talk uh, now about Jimmy Neutron, which I'm really excited for. <laughs> um, so what is it about the character of Jimmy Neutron uh, that you like so much? Well, he's what I want to call the straight guy. You know, like uh, Carl and Sheen are the cut-ups. They're the funny. And Jimmy is just the straight-laced guy, which is kind of me. I love being around funny people. And I just feel like I don't ever come up with those hilarious jokes. And Jimmy's kind of the butt of it, but he's very smart. And I don't want to say I'm very smart, but... I can really relate to Jimmy in that way. I worked so hard in school and um, throughout college and really appreciate um, that he's cerebral. 
and that he does use his brain and that is his pride. Um, I like his relationship with his folks, but the humor in Jimmy's dad and Carl and Sheen, I think that chemistry was just magic. And I keep crossing my fingers. This may be a question you're going to ask and I'm jumping ahead. I keep crossing my fingers that Nickelodeon Paramount will bring it back because um, they're bringing back Rugrats and previous um, legacy projects that they have. So fingers crossed. Hopefully people listening to your show will email the CEO of Nickelodeon or the head person over at Nickelodeon and say, bring Jimmy back. There's also a Facebook page called, um, uh, it's something about bringing Jimmy Neutron back. Oh, fingers crossed on that. But I do relate to him, and I'm so proud to be his wife. Yeah, I really got to be Jimmy Neutron. Got a blast. Ah, you were waiting for that. Uh, that, that that's awesome yeah I, I always wondered uh yeah because like you said they they announced like uh rugrats is coming back so i always wondered if jimmy neutron would ever come back like in in the form of like a a new show or like a movie i I've, i always wondered about that yeah you and me both logan <laughs> um so I, I wanted to ask about uh the movie that you did jimmy neutron uh boy genius uh how different was it working on on a movie of Jimmy Neutron compared to the show, or was it pretty similar? Back then, uh, they tried a new um, a new format. They did the feature first. So the first thing I ever booked for Jimmy Neutron was well, it was little interstitials, like little seven to ten minute cartoons that they tested out, and then they said we're doing a feature. So that was the first thing we did, and. The characters were written, uh, but not completely established. And as after the feature was done, we went to the series, and that's where the kind of the magic happened. And you could see the characters develop more and more, and the writing uh, cater to the humor of each individual character. So the series really gives you a chance to settle in and find your funnies. Uh, although the feature was brilliant, and again, in features like video games, we don't always go in together. In cartoons, we go in the studio together, and we record together, which uh, gives you the springboard to have that camaraderie and that funny back and forth. But not so much in features. You do maybe your scenes together, but in passing. I saw Patrick Stewart in passing once. <laughs> Really, no contact with the other actors during the feature, just the director, producer, engineers. Yeah. Uh, do you remember um, what it was like uh, the last day recording uh, for Jimmy Neutron in terms of the show? The last day? Yeah. You never know when the last day is because they never tell you if you're picked up or not. You finish the season and you cross your fingers, you'll come back, and then they say, oh, you're not getting picked up. And you're like, oh, shoot, I wish we had an Ona, but I had a party. We've stayed in touch over the years, me and Rob and Mark, Carlo and Megan and Sheen or Joe Garcia, um, you know, and Cindy or Carolyn Lawrence and um, just everybody in the whole cast, we stay in touch. I, I still keep in touch with the directors and the animators. 
was a good family. Good mom. So you never know when it's over. I feel like it's not over. <clears throat> I think it's going to come back sometime. Awesome. Uh, so I wanted, I wanted to ask you something because I, I heard this online, but I don't know if it's true. So that I wanted to ask you. Um, so I heard that at the beginning um, that uh, when Jimmy Neutron was reaching new heights, I remember the, the uh, I, I heard that the, the press wanted to interview all the cast members, including you, but Nickelodeon wouldn't let you do that because they were afraid because they didn't want people to know that Jimmy Neutron was voiced by a woman. Is that true or no? Um, there is a portion to that that's true. And the, I wouldn't know if they wanted to interview us and I wouldn't know if they told him no. All I know is what happened to me and that was that on the premiere when I got picked up in the limousine to come to the red carpet at Paramount I was called in the limousine and they said, Debbie, we don't want you walking the red carpet. We don't want people to know it's you. So I didn't get to walk the red carpet. That might be what you're referring to. And you know, I was a newbie at the time. I'm like, okay, whatever's best for the project. That's fine with me. You know, now if they did that to me, I'd be like, heck no. It's me and I'm telling the world. I'm glad everyone still knows it's me. I don't think it would have made that big of a deal to the project. But uh, still to this day, I have people saying, I didn't know Jimmy Neutron was paid, played by a woman. So the secret's safe in some circles. But yeah, that, that might be what you're referring to. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that was. Because I heard, I, I, I didn't hear all of it. I heard like a, a little bit about it like online, but I just wanted to get like more information on that because it, it was kind of uh, a little weird that they told you not to go to the red carpet when you were the main character. Do you think? Yes. It was a little odd, but I didn't have time to think about it. And I don't think they'd do that again today at all. I don't think they'd ever do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what they really like about Jimmy Neutron is uh, his dog, Goddard. Um, I really like the, uh, the relationship that they have. Um, so how, uh, so when you were recording the lines, uh, do you know how they did the voice for, for Goddard? Was it like automated or was it actually like an actual voice actor doing the sounds for Goddard? That is an actor named Frank Welker, who is probably the most talented voice actor of all time. He is a dear, sweet man and so versatile. He does Curious George, Scooby-Doo, most of the monsters in any feature you watch uh, or any TV show, he's, you should look him up. Frank Welker is amazing. He did Goddard and he would record that usually separately. I think once in a while he'd come in to record, but um, he would uh, do all his lines separately. And Goddard is a, I mean, it's a part. It's, it has to be read with certain emotion and meet certain beats and sound like whatever it is that dog wants to say. And Frank Walker is just a chameleon that way. He's, if you ever get a chance to meet him or watch him work, it's astounding. Very mm. lucky to work with him on so many shows. Yeah, because Frank, I, I think, yeah, he's the voice of Scooby-Doo uh, in uh, the Scooby-Doo uh, cartoons, as, as well as, uh, I think, he voiced Megatron in the original uh, 
uh, animated cartoons, which is awesome. Fra Fra Frank Welker is awesome. <laughs> Um, so uh, I, I also wanted to ask um, uh, another thing uh, about Jimmy Neutron that what I really loved was when there was the crossover that happened with the Fairy Odd Parents with Timmy Turner. Uh, so I, I was uh, uh, I, I was wondering how uh, what was your reaction when you found out that uh, that Tim, Timmy and Jimmy were going to be uh, together in a crossover. Again, it was a long time ago, but you know, I thought, okay, fun. Tara and I'll go in and do our parts together. And Tara and I are our kids are like your age, so they play together. So we hang out together, and we're like, okay, I'm gonna see you in the studio later. And uh, it's like a family over there at Nickelodeon. Yeah. At least that's how it was when we were doing that. And. Again, you never know how things are going to fly, if they're going to be successful, if people are going to love it. And we didn't know if it was going to be, you know, uh, CGI or flat, two-dimension two or what. And it was very, very cool to see it in its finished state, but it was fun to record it because we did it all together. We didn't have to do it separate. What was your favorite part about that? Uh, I think it's called, uh, they call it the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Uh, what was your favorite part about uh, like that crossover? Probably the um, direct conversations between Timmy and Jimmy. There was some fun banter and fun exchanges back and forth. And um, Timmy always ended up being a bit of a bully to Jimmy, I think. Um, that's kind of what I remember. Again, you know, you're asking me to look, remember a uh, one hour that happened before you were born. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so we only have like a minute left. But I wanted to I wanted to ask you uh, if you had any upcoming projects that you can talk about. Um, yeah. Well, Guild Wars Two is uh, having a new section release, and if people are over 16 listening to this then they can watch a netflix show i have called f is for family which is a show with a lot of cuss words but it stars bill burr who's a very funny stand-up and um uh, laura dern and allison janney and me i'm the voice of the daughter the kid next door the girl down the street. I have seven major characters in that show, and season five is coming in November. So I think it's November. I can't say the date for sure, but uh, if you catch up on season one through four on F is for Family on Netflix, and then I have a show on Cartoon Network called Tig Tone. Um, we did two seasons of it, and I'm so proud of that show. I play Helpy, this purple monster whose arms come off, and he regenerates. And what else is coming up can't talk about that can't talk about that um i can't talk about that just a lot of auditions and and jobs here and there coming up i have a new uh, dubbing show on netflix called letter timer so those are the things to watch out for, and um, anybody who wants to get into voiceover can go to my website at uh, debbiederryberry.com, which is D-E-B-I, 
B-E-R-R-Y, B-E-R-R-Y.com. And you can sign up for my newsletters to get my class information or coaching information or get my book there. And there's some short videos on how to do voiceover. Um, I probably won't do any in-person con conventions coming up soon, but I do have a signing coming up on TikTok from Monster High, which we didn't talk about, which I'm the voice of Draculaura. And uh, that'll be on TikTok through Streamily. Uh, last weekend, a second to the last weekend in October, 23rd, 24th. Um, and if you could go uh, follow me on Insta and TikTok, that would be great. And that, and Twitter, at Debbie Derryberry, uh, just at Debbie Derryberry. Awesome. Uh, so that's all the time we have, Debbie. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Nice to talk to you, Logan, and to meet you, and good luck with everything. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.